You need a quick, yummy gift for Christmas or whenever? For generations of Californians, the answer has always been a box of C's candies. With stores across the state and beyond that sport a black and white checkerboard design and offer a galaxy of sweets. We're talking chocolates, peanut brittle, butterscotch lollipops, and so many others. The South San Francisco-based company is nostalgia in a box or a bag. And this homespun feel continues to reap big money. This year, C's Candies celebrates its 100th birthday with a heck of an achievement. It's on track to have its biggest sales year ever. I'm Gustavo Ariano. You're listening to The Times, daily news from the LA Times. It's Wednesday, December 15th, 2021. Today, we talk about C's Candies, its history, its future, and what's the name of that white one that I never liked? If you grew up with C's, this will be a candy-coated trip through your life. And if you've never had C's before, well, we're going to do a taste test. Are you cheating? I'm not cheating. Are you cheating? No, I promise. <laughs> That's LA Times food columnist Jen Harris with Stacy Thorpe, a third generation worker at Seas. Yeah, it tastes nutty to me. Mm-hmm. It tastes like nuts. One, two, three, dark, dark peanut, peanut crunch. crunch. <laughs> Jen challenged Stacy to a blindfolded candy taste test. Are you already eating? Yeah. Oh, wow. So slow. I'm sorry. Mm. It was all part of a big package of articles that Jen wrote about Seas. She now joins us. Jen, welcome to The Times. Hi, thanks for having me. So I think the best way to start with the C story is to look at the cover of their one pound box, like the one I'm holding right now, of assorted candies. And on the box is a picture of an older woman in black and white photo. Who is she? So that is Mary C. Her son, actually, Charles, and her and his wife, they started the company. So they're from Canada. They moved to L.A. Charles was already a chocolate sales rep in Canada. They moved here, opened a chocolate shop in LA on Western using all of Mary's recipes. So she was the one making the chocolate. They had a bungalow in Pasadena where they were making everything. And the kitchen in Pasadena at that house actually had like the classic black and white checkerboard motif, which is why that is like what you see for the C's brand now. It's on all their boxes and everything. And and that is Mary's picture in every single store and on every box. I just think it's so cool that, you know, someone who was actually with the company, the founder of the company, not just someone you got off of Shutterstock or something. Yeah. Yes, they didn't Google homely looking grandma they, that was actually married. <laughs> a lovable grandma, yeah. a lovable grandma. Yeah. So the family started C's together, but it was Mary's son who actually expanded the company from that one shop. Yeah, so they opened a kitchen. There was a huge window in the front so that people could see them making the candies. They expanded out of L.A. into San Francisco, and now they're worldwide. But yes, they started in California. What was cool about the history that you revealed was just like all these random but important moments of publicity that C's got. So one, they had a kitchen at the 1939 World's Fair in New York. That's the same one where television, as we know, was introduced. C's had a float in the Rose Parade on multiple occasions. And of course, all the United States wanted to see the Rose Parade on New Year's Day. And the C's Candy Factory, it served as the inspiration for one of the most memorable gags in TV history. Yes, the I Love Lucy episode. So yeah, Lucille Ball actually made a visit to the facility they had on La Cienega 
Um, and that is what inspired that amazing episode that they had. And just in case you've never seen that, I Love Lucy, there was an episode where Lucy and Ethel, her best friend, they're working at this chocolate factory. The assembly line starts going super, super fast. So Lucy just starts like her cheeks are like a chipmunk as she's trying to save all these chocolates from just getting destroyed. Yeah, she's really taken one for the team and just shoveled them all in her <laughs> mouth. Yes, <laughs> it's great. Which is like most people do with C's. Why did C's become such a favorite for Californians, though? I mean, uh, Giardelli chocolate, or however you pronounce it, it's also from California. They've been around for almost 170 years, but I never hear anyone getting all nostalgic about them. You know, if you grew up in California, chances are there was a C's candy shop near you at the mall or a shopping center or whatever. It was just always around. And we would have it at family gatherings, like every family gathering. We, I'm sure we have some in the freezer right now. We always have some, um, whether it's holidays or whatever. And my parents actually for years have been giving each other scotch mellows, which I think is the best candy that C's offers. This tastes like my favorite. Scotch mellow. Yeah. <laughs> just going to finish it. It's caramel and marshmallow covered in chocolate. <laughs> and so they've been giving that to each other for years on their anniversary. But I also think it's the fact that it's so consistent and it's stayed the same for so long. And in terms of like what the shops look like too, like all of them smell the same. They feel the same. They look the same. The lighting's the same. I think there's just this real sense of nostalgia, you know, when you walk into a C's candy shop or, or you get to eat the candy. It's like the in and out of chocolates for California, except it's not overrated. Oh, that's very good. Yes, spot on. We'll have more after this break. Jen, so the C's candies of today, what are its numbers, stores, production, revenue, all that stuff? They have over 200 stores. They are doing millions of pieces of candy, billions of pieces of candy a year. And they're worldwide now. And they actually give out over a million samples a year as well, because that's one of the cool things about C's is that you can go into any store and they have like a sample of the day that they've chosen for you, but you can actually request any piece in the store. And if they have it, they will give it to you. I had totally forgotten about that because I hadn't been to a C's for a long time, you know, because if you're in California, eventually a C's box gets to you. But for this episode, I go in there immediately to the one in the city of Tustin in Orange County. And right off the bat, some auntie goes, hey, do you want a sample? And she gave me two choices. And one of them, I think, was like almond brittle. I only took one because I can't be too much of a glutton. Oh, well, apparently they will give you as many as you'd like. I was asking Stacy Thorpe, the longtime C's veteran, if someone has ever asked for too many samples. And she said no. But she said she said she's had people ask for like four or five, but that they usually turn into sales. So she's happy to give it to them. But apparently their policy is to give you any candy you ask for. Yeah, don't pull a Homer Simpson and do an all you can eat episode at no. a seafood buffet, please, folks. <laughs> no. So you have this homey image. You have Ma C right on the cover, but I didn't realize until reading your story that Warren Buffett's company, Berkshire Hathaway, owns C's and they've owned it since the 1970s. 
and he is actually a big C's fan as well. I guess when they have their shareholder meetings, there's like a box <laughs> on the table. Damn, that's a fan right there. And I think that highlights something unusual about C's candies. It passes itself off as some sort of fuddy-duddy company with Grandma Mary and all the packaging. But C's is actually really good at adapting to modern times. Yeah, so they've really expanded with their e-commerce probably in the last like 10 years, but I think they're going to hit like 2.2 million orders shipped this year. And most of that will be during the holidays around Thanksgiving and Christmas. There's like an in-house social team now. So there's somebody who runs their uh, social accounts. So they're, you know, they're on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, and they're trying to be more strategic about that as well. But even something like telling their fans like, hey, you have an idea for a new flavor? Tell us and we'll actually pick one of this. And this is something they've been doing now for a couple of years as well. Yeah, I think they've been really good at engaging with their audience and their fans, um, especially for the 100th year anniversary. So each month this year, they actually introduced a new flavor based on, you know, customer feedback over the years. And one of them, which is my favorite, is the coffee scotch mellow. One, two, three. Coffee scotch mellow. Coffee scotch mellow. So they made dark chocolate coffee scotch mellow and milk chocolate coffee scotch mellow. And then they kind of were like, are you team darker milk and, and they've been having people like vote online. Whichever one wins will hopefully come back and be in the store. We've been talking a lot about the philosophy of C's, but let's talk about the chocolate like itself. So as a food writer, as someone who reviews restaurants, who has written about it, what is it about C's offerings that have made it work so well? I think one is consistency because they've been using the same chocolate vendor, which is Guitard Chocolate for years. And so for as long as I've been eating it, it has tasted exactly the same. They, they try to keep the recipes as consistent as possible. They've been using the same people to supply their butter, their nuts. So I, I feel like the C's candy I'm eating now is the same C's candy I ate when I was like five. That is so satisfying to me. But also the flavors they have actually taste like the advertised flavors. <laughs> if you're getting like the pumpkin pie truffle, you can taste that blind and know that that's a pumpkin pie truffle. It smells like pie. <laughs> apple, apple pie, pie truffle. truffle. You know, the same with the apple pie truffle, the same with the strawberry cream. It just tastes like what it's supposed to taste like. You know, we're talking about nostalgia. You talked about your family. I talked about my family. What are some other C's memories that you have? And I'll give you one that made me laugh. Most C's candies, at least the chocolates, they come in these like little brown wrappers. Yes. And as, for some reason you get it and you don't want to throw it away, at least in the trash can, but you also don't need it in your pocket. So you were stuffing them, I think, in your grandma's couch, which is exactly what yeah. I used to do at my house as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm not proud of that. I think it was that we would eat it when we were all sitting around the couch opening presents. And I think I was too excited and I didn't want to, you know, leave the excitement. I don't know why. I just thought that was a good idea. And yeah, I didn't want it in my pockets either. So I, I just used to crumple them up. And, you know, I'm like talking, opening presents, kind of like shoving it, <laughs> shoving it in the couch cushion. So this was the point of the episode where you and I, we were going to eat a box of seeds, not the entire box. But we had the exact same box and talking through it. But what happened, Jen? Uh, it's not safe on the kitchen counter. I did not put a do not touch note. So it was touched and it was eaten. <laughs> that is what An entire one pound box of seeds candy eaten overnight. Yes. Yes. It's not that big, though. I mean, I don't know. I don't think they're that big. 
So sadly, Jen, you're not going to join me in eating C's today, but you are going to guide me through this box. I'm going to pick the ones that I remember being my favorite, and I'm just going to eat three. I could eat a whole pound, but I'm just going to eat three. So the first one is this kind of rectangle thing with sprinkles on it. What's the name of this one, Jen? I think that's the milk mocha. I mean, all the candies obviously look different. Some are very similar, but the ones with sprinkles on them are only like specific ones. So like there should be another sprinkle one in there. That's the Bordeaux. Is that the circular one? Yes, that's the circular one. And I think the other sprinkle one is the mocha. Is it? It it tastes like mocha. Okay. (laughs) The sprinkles... Give it a little bit of texture. I'm eating it. Sorry, folks. Um, the mocha is nice and creamy, and the chocolate itself is its not overwhelming. I mean, they're sweet, but they're not so overwhelming that it becomes all like, blah, like on you. I'm next going to get one that I never really cared for. Oh, which? This white one. What's this white circular one? Oh, maybe it's California Crunch. It should be like peanut butter, walnuts, but it's white chocolate. It tastes like a cake. Is it a divinity puff? Is it like nougat in the middle and like walnuts? Yes. Okay, that's a divinity puff. That's a good one. And then the last one that I'll do, this is just the old school classic, like a square of, I think it's chocolate with toffee. Okay. It's going to be crunchy, I'm sure. No, it's crunchy. Milk toffee. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's like a square. There's toffee inside of it. It's super good. It's actually one of my all-time favorite ones as well, so. Okay. There's a Scotch Kiss. Have you had a Scotch Kiss yet? You see, I don't know the names of these. So like the Bordeaux, which one's a Scotch Kiss? I'm sure if you describe it, I'll know if I've eaten it. So the Scotch Kiss actually has no chocolate. It's like wrapped in like wax paper and it looks like a giant kind of like Tootsie Roll. And then it's just Mm. like caramel wrapped around marshmallow. That's it. You see, I'm not a marshmallow fan though. Oh, okay. <laughs> that is where we differ. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that makes C's candy so memorable forever, whether you're an adult or a child. With C's, there's so much variety. There's so many different shapes, so many uh, different flavors and textures that every single chocolate is an experience. And sure, you could buy a box of all of just one thing. But if you do that, you're kind of boring. I think, yes, I, I would have to agree with you. I don't know. I feel like there's something about just all of my memories of eating seeds are so vivid that they remind me not just of the actual moment I was eating the candy, but of like the person I was at the time. I can remember how I was as like a teenager when I would go to the mall and like make a stop for a free sample. I just like you do like tap into the person you were at the time. And final question, just especially with people who have never eaten seeds before. We now live in a world where what used to be regional favorites are now available all around the world. There's such a huge artisanal chocolate scene nowadays. How does C's survive? I think C's survives by continuing to be C's. I think, you know, I think it's important that they have their e-commerce up and going, that they have social media. But if they were to like drastically change something, I feel like fans would revolt. So I think as long as they keep Mary on the box, they keep that nostalgia there. They keep these recipes. I think people will continue to be lifelong fans. Awesome. One final thing. This, I think a coconut something. It looks like a, it also looks like a falafel actually. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what that, tell me, tell me what it is and enjoy it for me. I'm going to do it while I say goodbye. Jen, <laughs> thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you.
This is this has like uh, it's fruity kind of. Fruity. Oh, I've never had a, a fruit thing. I mean, it's tart. It's tart. So I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. And that's it for this episode of The Times, daily news from the LA Times. Tomorrow, the life and legacy of ranchera icon Vicente Fernandez. Our show is produced by Shannon Lynn, Denise Guerra, Kasha Brasalian, Melissa Kaplan, and welcome to our new fellows, Ashley Brown and Angel Carreras. Our engineer is Mario Diaz, our editor is Lauren Rabb. Our executive producers are Jasmine Aguilera and Shawnee Hilton, and our theme music is by Andrew Eatman. Like what you're listening to? Then make sure to follow The Times on whatever platform you use. Don't make us the Puccia Podcasts. I'm Gustavo Ariano. We'll be back tomorrow with all the news and desmadre, and by then, this box of seized candies will be gone. Yum. Gracias. <laughs>